today. Oh shit, really? Hell yeah. So, I'm so, happy so I would attribute the stock market doing what it is to that. <laughs> and here we go. <laughs> it's our week today. That's right, suckers. It has been uh, maybe a couple of weeks, but we're back in action. You know how it is. You know how we do. You know how we do. So we're hanging out at Juan's place today. It is a, uh, it's a nice evening. I've got a, uh, what's it called? The Coconut Lion. Yep, from Sarasota. It's a, a very, very nice porter. I'm going to give it a 8.1. Wow. 8.1. I really solid like it. score. It's, it's, kinda, a good, it's kind of easy drinking for a porter. Easy drinking porter. Mm. I, I had a sip and mm-hmm. I enjoyed it too. I'll give it a score later when it's I have yummy. one it's yummy. to the dome. To the dome, baby. Yeah, and I have the extra stout. That's right. Guinness, extra. which is like, this is not the amateur beer at, that's, how do I explain this? This beer is available in singles at most gas stations, like in the big ones. Yeah, yeah the, the big, big ones, ones right? There's Man. a lot of big ones, but like, you got, you're not, you can't be an amateur and just take this beer. Like, you got to know yeah, what you're getting yourself yeah, into. And I love it. I love it really cold. It, it's such a simple flavor, too. Yeah, it's and such you, a simple you, you flavor. You forget how much better it is when it's, you know, that just, it's very satisfying. Kind of um, like those big German beers where you don't really need to eat lunch. You just have a big one of those and you're good to go. Get back out there. I would say this is like, damn, man. Like, <laughs> it's in there. Is with it over an eight? I, I would have to give it to you. Oh. <laughs> what was that? What was that sound? <laughs> a little bit of Jeez. sound effects. Yeah. Um, oh, you do you do like fully work? Eight point one voices. Eight point eight point one. That's what I said. Yeah, it's got to be an eight point one. Like I didn't want a rookie score. I almost gave it a seven point nine, oh. but I just respect this beer too much. Uh-huh. Like well, for what it is, history. and yeah. it's caught, and it's price mm-hmm. point. That's the thing. I was surprised at how inexpensive it was. I hadn't had one in a while. I was just like, oh, it's I, price I point's know, always. Good. I know one's gonna love it. Because he does that. Yeah. That's his jam. His stout, so. Now, that being said, man, if you, I know you like IPAs and other mm. stuff. I'm not prejudiced. Mm. I just don't really like sours. Mm-hmm. But yeah. a good IPA, I think, and don't kill me, guys, but I think it might be better than like a good lager sometimes. Like, yeah. yeah. I, it's just like a good IPA is really well done. It has to be. It has to, it has be, to be, man. There's I some shitty ones. Such a good one this past week. Uh, last weekend, I just had... The, uh, the six-point double IPA called Dabble. It's like 8.1, 8.2%, but it doesn't taste like it. It's very, it's all flavor. It's like no alcohol flavor to it. So, um, so that's a, that's a big, that's a big, uh, smooth jump. Yeah. Very smooth. Very like fruity. It's got pineapple in it. So that's something I think you might appreciate. It's a little sweeter, but you can still tell it's a, it's a big beer. From you the, sent me a picture of it. Yeah. yeah and I yeah. recognized the, the label immediately. Right I mean, mm-hmm. from six point mm-hmm. had a lot of their beers. But I've never had that one. Yeah, so I'll save you one. How about that? There you go. <laughs> Next time I do it at my house, I'll save you. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, I just came from Rogue Pub just because I was kind of, you know, waiting for you to be ready. How and is that place? It, never it, been. Yeah, it's cool. It's, it's relatively inexpensive. They have a bunch of craft stuff um, on tap and they have a cooler full of like everything. And some of it was stuff I'd never even seen before. But they're, they still have like a Mardi Gras theme going on. They still have all oh, their decorations cool. up because it was, you know, a couple days ago. And they, they have like half of their taps Abita. It's like, oh. like yeah, and it's like stuff I've never haze, had before. Some yeah, other well, they even have like the stuff that you. They had the strawberry beer, which my mom actually likes a lot. I've had it, I, uh, but that was the only one I recognized. Um, the one I tried was uh, this macchiato, like coffee stout. They have and it on it tap. Really good. Yes. We may have to go. <laughs> and it, 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 it wasn't. It wasn't that high in content. I mean, I say that was a. Kind of the surprising thing 
but it's a sweet stout. It's kind of like that, um, you know, kind of like Red Cypress, the death roll. The original death roll was only like 6%. Rest in peace. So, yeah, shout out to you guys. If you ever come back, we're going to be hailed as your number one fans, I'm sure. Yeah, man. <laughs> We were just talking about that last weekend when we went to um, Oviedo Brewing, and they they made an IPA that reminded me very much of the um, the Devil's Chair. And okay. I, that was their like flagship beer. You'd be able to find it at Publix and stuff like that. And you know, is that gone now completely? It's gone, too? man. I went to where I got the Dabble. They had the last time I went. It's like this tiny liquor store up by the Publix where I live, by where I live, and. They had like four or six packs of Red Cypress. And I was like, I wonder if I can still get it. I wonder if they still have it. It's because it's like six months old. Maybe even more than that. <laughs> it's like, they had it? No, they didn't have it this time. But I was hoping they would. Because oh. after the brewery closed, I noticed they still had some. So I was like, maybe, maybe, maybe they bought out. They got what they could. And, but I don't think they thought about it that much. You know, you know how the, the, you know, the Indian guys... They do their business. They're like, what's hot? What's selling? They're not going to hold on to anything too long yet. I respect the, 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 the little The little stores, you know, they got to make a profit every time. They got to do it. So, all right. Well. Oh, fuck. That's enough beer talk. That's enough beer talk. <laughs> and let's get into this. So right. It's been a crazy yeah. week. It has been crazy. I mean, I just, this, we were just, to, yeah, I'm just getting into it. We got to figure out that, that uh, do, do some testing with the remote options. So, Google Hangout or Skype that now has a record feature, or um, there's another one that I think we talked about last time that we, we got to make sure we can choose one of the few that is going to work for us so we can do it. I'd say let's start maybe with Google. Yeah. Just uh, the, always the user-friendly one. Probably. Um, and then we'll, we'll go from there. But right, yeah, I, I, love, I love our live shows. Like, yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> we have a special guest. His name is Atlas. Oh, my God. The cat. That's the house that's cat. That, that's the cat. That's the, uh, and you know what, man? I was never a cat guy till I met this little dude. Mm-hmm. And he's fucking awesome. He wants some attention right now. Uh-huh. But uh, Speaking of live shows, that's a great point. Because uh, I was going to shout out that we're going to go to a stand-up show in a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks from today. And if anybody wants to come... Be honest, like a meet and greet with us. We're going to try to do a segment before or after that show. So we're going to go to the Magnolia Bar and see uh, Ron Placone and Graham Elwood, funny podcast guys. They have this progressive comedy tour, and we talked about it a couple times in the show, but we're going to go do that and see what we can learn, <laughs> I think. I, we, we, got, we got open minds, so we're going to try to, you know. I know both of them because I am a Jimmy Dore fan. Uh-huh. I mean, I don't agree necessarily with all of Jimmy's like politics but and he things goes, like that. He goes on everything. He but, goes on all the shows that oh, we like, let him go on. He went on Tucker. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's so, awesome. <laughs> like, I, lo- I love him some Tucker, yeah. and I know that's controversial, blah blah blah. But I, I think the same could be said about your boy Jimmy, right? I mean, uh, but yeah, he is yeah. actually. He's yeah. hated by yeah. like MSNBC and shit. Why do you think that is? Because he attacks them. The same, the same amount. He's just like cons- down. He, 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 he did that this mm. whole entire week. Right on. So in the political, let, let's start with some politics while that's, we're there. Oh, that's what um, I got, man. It's it's that. And, okay, here we go. And but but <laughs> before I jump to that, just to um, reiterate, the meet and greet would be awesome. Yeah, you know, so, we have some local listeners. Yeah, so that's on the twelfth. If you want to come to the show, yeah, or definitely you wanna, come you out, have a beer meet with us in line or whatever uh, yeah you can shout out to us through through anchor or any other way be happy to, happy to Twitter hang out. Instagram hit us up yeah the majority of our listeners are from the states so I'm not 
concerned that someone's going to If you want to fly in from Lithuania. If you, if you want to. You keep saying Lithuania. <laughs> Latvia is the one that... All right, so we've got Latvians. we got those from the Democratic Republic of the Congo, not Korea. I hope yet. you can make it. <laughs> For our Chinese listeners, listen, we love y'all, but stay where Yo, you are right now. Yeah, stay inside. Stay, stay inside. indoors. Do the homeschool thing for like a year. Yeah. Just and relax. Just let that shit die out. Yeah. Because that's like the number one story for today. Nice today. Nice segue. That was like, it was like you practiced that segue. <laughs> oh, dude. This Cor- ain't my first rodeo. Coronavirus bro. is like ravaging the world. It's dude, like World War Z. I started like watching, uh, sometimes when, when I just put stuff in the background, I start watching like things that I haven't watched in a little bit, episodes okay. of different podcasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was funny to hear like, <laughs> So there's some like new bird flu out here. So it, was, yeah. it was interesting to see, the beginning, back, baby. to see the beginning of like it hitting Main Street. It's SARS. It's and, coming back. <laughs> but today, just listening to shout out to the fighter and the kid. Like, mm. That's my brother's favorite podcast. I really respect them. I think they're one of the best well-run podcasts out there. Really? And um, Brandon Schaub, was, was he, he, his brother's his manager. And he goes... Hey, uh, I was a little bit concerned. I was talking to my brothers, a little bit concerned about like I don't know about this Europe thing that we're supposed to do a tour. Oh, yeah. His brother's like, "You idiot!" And yeah. he just sent him a whole bunch of information. He goes, "Oh, I feel better now." Mm. And the main thing from that was two two percent death, two percent death rate, two I mean, percent death rate. I mean, if you get it, you can still you know, yeah, it's like a cold. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess that can kill you. If you don't like treat it. When you think about though that though, if you pay attention to like healthcare statistics, which I'm, I'm not sure if you do, I'm just assuming that I'm the only one in this room who does. Sorry, Atlas. Um, <laughs> the uh, the number of people that dies every flu season is astronomical. Eighty thousand, right? Yeah, Something it's like crazy. That? I mean, I know a lot of them are either young children or like babies or older people with compromised immune systems. But at the same time, how is that possible? Even if you get the shot, you can still get it. <laughs> that's natural selection, my friend. Okay. I think that's right. that's the earth, God, the universe, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. doing its work. And that seems really mean as it's coming out of my lips. But I just can't believe like, it. Like, if you yeah. have that weak of an immune system, mm-hmm. like, I don't get flu shots. Right. But I also, like, barely get sick. Mm-hmm. Now, that being said, I had some tooth fucking... <laughs> you do need a drill. Teeth, you do need a drill. Teeth are... That's Satan. Like, <laughs> if you didn't believe in Satan, have a toothache and you will meet that person. Right on. <laughs> Satan in your tooth and living in your gums. Shout out to Ash Wednesday. Shout out to Ash Wednesday. We it's just a, past that. It, it's Mardi Gras week, baby. <laughs> we, we, don't stop, we don't have to stop the party. Laissez la bon temps rouler. Bonjour, PP. All right. Je m'appelle Juan. That's all I know. But I know a little bit of French. That sounded pretty cool. Come on top of the loop. That's all I can okay. say. My name is Rock and Roll. And you'll be good for at least two seconds. Two seconds. Because do not go to France if you don't know more French than just enough. Yeah, I heard they're not they're French so French bad. If you speak German in Germany or Austria, they're like, okay, you know, we'll play the game. We appreciate you try to learn a little bit. You know, um, it's, that's, that's interesting you say that. It, it's Italy too. Because I, did, not not, really, I, I yeah. did not know that. I mean, I knew that about France and they have that reputation. Yeah. The other countries, I did not know that. Other stereotypes that are true. Yeah. <laughs> like you think that, yes, French people are jerks if you, if you mess up the pronunciation of their words. You know what's so cool is that Latin people, mm-hmm. they fucking love mm-hmm. for you to try to speak Spanish. Right. 
They're and, not just going to make fun and, of you. They're and even gonna... if you speak it bad, they even love it more. Like, right. It's like you're trying. It's mm-hmm. awesome. They respect it. Like, hey, melting pretty, pot, dude. I think white as... people are like that, too. But sometimes it's cringy, like when they can't take the accent. Mm, yeah. To, to some people, it's like, dude, I don't, this is painful. Yeah, that can be seen as a form of racism, I can see, too. I mean, it, on, on both sides of that border, I you guess know you what? could say. You might be right, man. Like, I can see where someone in sales may lose a deal to someone who's like, why are you, like, I can't deal with that. Actually, I've seen that, man. And and it's sad. But I respect the person with that accent still going for it. Yeah, I mean, try. Good salesman is that door closes, you just go to the next one. That's what what it's about. Or, you you know, be persistent to the point where it's going to help both parties. Not just you're kicking the door down until they answer, you know. (laughs) Understood. And of course, like, the person should maybe work on the language. Like... English is interesting because I feel like I don't really have an accent, but I also came to this country when I was almost five years old. True. Right? But your, your accent is more like Jersey. Yeah. Than, and than, or wherever than, the fuck it's from. Right. right. <laughs> but like my, my friend Carlos, who is in Miami, he came from same city, but like he came at like over 17. Mm-hmm. And he has like... It's thick. Yeah. It's thick. It's thick. Like, you could that be cut worked that on? Machete. Could Could we put him in fucking... Um, what were those classes called? Oh my <laughs> god! I'm asking the the, the perfect speaking <laughs> dude, English, dude. I don't know grammar, but uh, Esau. Uh, I think that that's what they were called, yeah. and I think that they still have them in this country. Sure they do. And that They're that free. was it was awesome. Yeah. Like, can you imagine if they <laughs> if they had like accent schools, accent classes? Oh, you want to sound like you're from there? I'll teach you how to you know mimic the people around you. Shark Tank. Yeah. I don't mind that idea. I don't hate it. Okay. Let's I don't figure hate it out, it. man. I do not hate it. Let's make a billion dollars. You know today. what? Like, <laughs> someone's like, you know what? I'm going to be in Alabama for this work conference. Like, I just want to blend in. Yeah, I just want to blend in. I just want to blend in. So, want to blend okay, in. I'll rent a truck, right? And get a hat that's like a, you know. The, 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 the school I, provides that. Uh, no. <laughs> that's a whole kit. <laughs> It's like that's one of the like the, the platinum Bill level. Bill Engvall, like that's the yes, platinum level. It comes yes. with the truck with the balls dangling. Yeah. It has to be. Yeah. It has to have or like a propeller, like a boat propeller. On, on the, on the, I haven't the seen trailer that. hitch. Yeah, those are all over my town because everybody's towing their boats. It's a Louisiana thing. No, no, no. I mean like uh, in, in Fort Walton where my, where my parents are from. Oh, okay. Like, that's the culture is the beach and like being on the water and stuff. So Interesting. Yeah. I have, I really didn't see that. Yeah. Go fan. Yep. Huge. Huge, huge, huge fans of the waterfront. So, all right, man. So, speaking of Florida, that, that was a bad segue. Okay. <laughs> so, I, I challenged you last time to bring out a Florida thing. And I was like, you know what? Let me find a couple of interesting stories. I have some too, man. So, it's pretty dark. So, so, one is not political. The other one is political. The first one is that apparently there's this neighborhood in, like, kind of a rich area in Miami. I couldn't tell you which one, but there are wild peacocks. That are taking that. over the neighborhood. And I've met like them before. Front page news. They are aggressive birds, and apparently it's mating season, so people are all up in arms about what they're going to do about these birds. And you're around here, you have the sandhill cranes. Have you seen those? They fly around. They make a ton of noise, and they they're very aggressive too, especially when it's like mating season. Uh, they'll they'll see the reflection in a piece of glass or you know, like a window or a um or a car. And they'll peck at it until it like dents the car, so that's the level of yeah, animosity that, bird's, that, that bird's, bird's dead yeah. to a lot of people. Fuck that! Yeah. You're denting and, cars and, now, and they're protected, so you can't 
Like, oh, you yeah. can't round them up. You, can you kick can't one. shoot them. <laughs> You're denting my fucking car? Seriously. <laughs> Get out of here, bird. You want me to You're pay a bird. deductible? What? No. No, bird. My car was not in yeah, an accident. Fuck that. So, I've, I've, I've worked for at least four years in Dade County, yeah. which is where the story seems like it's coming from. Yeah. And I've seen those peacocks. Mm-hmm. But they weren't... They were beautiful. They have some in, like, the... They weren't a nuisance. A couple of nicer, nicer parts of Orlando, like Winter Park. They have the... Um, all the street signs have um, peacocks on them. <laughs> I don't know why. Shout out to NBC. Shout, shout out to NBC. There you go. Brilliant marketing for... <laughs> That's they did. ...rich uh, parts of each city. They just got this fascination with plumage and colors. But anyway, I hope uh, I hope that neighborhood gets over it or somehow they get uh, authorized to start rounding people. I had a dark Florida story oh, that I saw. Dark. Okay, let's see. And hear it. it's a not a Florida man, but Florida woman, oh, and the headline yeah. is Florida woman zipped up boyfriend in suitcase, filmed his cries for help and left him to die. So So what deep. happened was these two were fucked up. Okay. It sounded like like they were drinking, having uh-huh. fun. Uh-huh. And somehow one of them or I think she planned it to be honest because there's some, <laughs> there's cheating or something involved. Okay. But somehow she convinced him to get in a suitcase and she closed it. Right? <laughs> I bet you can't. And he yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. he was like a small smaller person. I so. haven't seen him, but uh, God, I'm like So did he die? Did he die? <laughs> so so like she finishes up her drink, he's screaming for help. Like, I can't... He even, like, said, I can't, I can't breathe. breathe. yeah. Yeah, and she just goes to sleep, comes back the next day, and the dude is not responding because mm-hmm. he is gone. Wow. Yeah, wow is wow. right. He and did, did that die. is fucking crazy. So what part of Florida is this from? Is this um, that is a great question, and I think it's Orange County. Really? To be honest. Okay. I thought it was going to be somewhere in, like, the crazier parts where most of these stories yeah. come from. But Orange County comes here for... Is here close to home. Yeah. And authorities in Florida... Um, yep. Orange County Sheriff's Department. No. She's 42. Winter Park. <laughs> Jorge Torres is 42. Jorge. What? Like, May you know, it sucks peace. that you lost your life, bro, but losing it to a suitcase. And a, a white bro, woman put you in there. Dang. It doesn't matter who put you in there. Like, <laughs> I don't know how. Unless you get forced with a gun to get in there. Well, like, yeah. like, get in or will hurt your mom, your daughter, well, I mean, or something like that. You can't tell his side of the story, obviously. I understand that, but... So... the Like, unless you drugged him and, like, easily put him in there. They were both on, like, crocodile. They were fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> they were both on They were both fucked up. I just can't believe that happened. Like, you you're, you left Earth by suitcase. Like, that's crazy. He's traveling, it bro. It doesn't happen often. <laughs> that's one thing. I mean, you might try to stow away on a plane and you die on a plane because it's too cold. Yeah, man. Like there might be like under 100 people yeah. <laughs> in the history of the world to die like that. Yeah. He might. Or, or they, the baggage handler is just a little extra rough. Or like a kid maybe fell in. They yeah. didn't know. Shout out to Con Air. Dave Chappelle uh, <laughs> falling out of the baggage hold. I don't remember that. You don't remember that part. From the Chappelle he, show? He freed, no, no, no. Con Air, the movie, the Nicolas Cage Oh, okay. So he, he tries I to stow away on the plane. Chappelle was in that movie. Yeah. I wouldn't say that was his big break. It was probably like Buddies or... No, the big break was Robin Hood, Man in Tights. 100%. Okay. That's it. All right. Yeah. Though, like, it's confirmed. <laughs> like, everybody said that that was, that was it. What was the, the pot movie? The big... The but that movie came movie? after that. And yeah. that was Half-Baked. Half-Baked. Which yeah. I saw in the theater. People smoked in that theater. Uh-huh. I was young. I loved that, that fucking that, movie that as a your, kid. That was your first... 
experience. But, but then looking, no, I didn't smoke. I didn't smoke uh, back you then. You did. You did after that. Possibly. Like I was the last one of my friends to ever try marijuana. Mm-hmm. I was the anti-drug. Like yeah. say no to drugs work for me. Right. They're right. work for me. Yeah. Like all my friends right. started smoking and stuff like that. I was like, nah, man, fuck that. Yeah. And I, I know what can happen. Yeah. No, man, I seen the dog, the crime dog. <laughs> He's come to my school. He'll get you. There was cool. Like it was. There was cool because it took you out of class. It's still cool <laughs> if you wear a t-shirt. You could be thirty-five years old and wear a dare t-shirt. Dude, I would wear a dare t-shirt. I would wear a dare t-shirt. Cool. <laughs> I haven't seen a dare t-shirt in God knows how long. Kit and our younger listeners are like, what the fuck uh, is what's dare? Dare? <laughs> is it still around? Uh, I don't think so. I don't even know. There's what it probably for more anymore. sophisticated, more like family-friendly options these days. What does dare stand for? Uh, drug, anti, I don't know. <laughs> this is bad, guys. Like, but I, I dare, did drugs in my youth, so I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> dare stands for... Dare... They you just keep re- repeating it. Yeah. Everybody just says dare Nobody stands knows. for... Oh, drug abuse resistance education. Well, I mean... That's a, that's a pretty long one. I didn't even... I would have never guessed that. I would have lost the contest. when you were exposed to it in elementary school, I'm assuming... It was pretty big. Deal. It was huge. Like, cops yeah, had, would come in. Yeah. They had time cut out of school days to talk about it. Now, here's a dare story. Because for some reason... dog dare you. For some reason, as a maybe... I think I was in fourth grade. This memory has never left my mind. And uh-huh. sometimes it jumps in. But it's just so random. And it was... The dare officer, which is a police officer from the community, mm-hmm. would come in and blah blah blah. And at the end, he would have a question and answer. Oh, Q and A. But like, cop. But like, what he would also do is, so that you wouldn't feel embarrassed, like you can write your questions mm-hmm. in a piece of paper, and then like he'll pick them out. My question so, was I, it was it always drug related or was of there course other stuff like that, that was, was like the whole adolescence related like I don't remember I, I want to know how to talk to girls or something like that no because <laughs> that's more for like the health class this is more like drug related so like I remember that I always looked at the little silica bags yeah right yep. And I'm like, and it says, do not eat. Do, don't eat it. I'm like, don't what do is it. this? You get like, a new pair of shoes. You don't understand that it keeps don't. them, that it does what it does, right? Yeah, yeah. But like back then, I'm like, what is this? Like, why is it in these products, but it's telling us not to eat it? So, so my question, answer? my question was, is silica a drug? So when the guy reads it, I just remember he was like confused because yeah. he didn't know what the fuck silica was. <laughs> <laughs> right? so, so he's like, so he's reading the question, the officer, he's like, silica? And then, and then I gave myself up because I'm like, oh, it's the things that go on your shoes. <laughs> yeah. Can and, it be used as a drug? <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and I just remember like, it's like, what's the new street I, I name felt, for cocaine? <laughs> exactly. That's what's what the hot new name for cook the slang. But I got looked at as like, damn, that's a dumb question. Like, and I, I thought, bet, I'll, I, I thought bet, no question was dumb. But I bet if you used it some way, you could get you high or, yeah, or dead. I guess it's a poison. Yeah. Okay. Well, now being that you, being said, you feel something. Silica came into my world this week with a meme. So there is. A, the meme is a four, four. It's a, it's a four frame meme. Okay. On one frame, it's the silica bag. It says "Do not eat." Yep. In the next frame, it's like a guy looking at it. Mm-hmm. In the next frame, it's like a guy. The guy eats it, it. Right. Yep. And then in the next frame, the guy is strapped into a chair, mm-hmm. but being like, un, uh, um, he was like he's strapped he's in, but the, yeah. he's restrained. But he's being unrestrained by like two people in medical coats. And be like, congratulations, you made it out of the system. <laughs> like, 
God. What? What the fuck? <laughs> and then, of course, I immediately brought in my memory. <laughs> yep. Okay. Well, kids, if don't you're listening, eat silica. don't eat silica. However, uh, definitely look at our uh, look at our Twitter account, and you can see the the meme. Yeah, I'm gonna post the meme today post because good, good call. Awesome. <laughs> Let's, you want to take a little beer break? Oh, yeah. And by beer break, guys, we just need to refill our cups, and we'll be right back. Yeah, baby. Yeah, dog. You got to fact check us. We back, baby. I'm not trying to pressure you or do the hurry-up offense or anything. We'll talk about football later. But <laughs> just talking about movies. Training day came up organically, I promise you. Guys. So, guys, if you have not seen Training Day, you're 20 years too late. But do me a favor, Juan, and look and see what the award situation was for Mr. Denzel. For my, Denzel. My, my, we were just talking my, about... My wife's favorite actor of all time. He's incredible in most of the things that he does. Some stuff I didn't really care for. Devil in a Blue Dress wasn't really my, my jam. Never I loved, seen it. I loved Inside Man. That was really good. I thought he was good in it. Is that the one where he was in... The Spike uh... Lee joint. He was a police officer, of course. Yeah, I like Su- supporting I actor. Supporting actor. Wow. But he had more screen time than anybody in the movie. So how I mean, could it be? I mean, the co-star he, to that was the Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke did amazing. He did a great job, but they had Denzel like, made they had that such movie. Such chemistry. Though. It wouldn't be a movie without Denzel Washington's character and his and his uh, his, his his uh, his role, his Mine. portrayal. <laughs> it was in, just it's so. It's not just that the script was great. It's that the movie is a complete. Movie. It's a film that you don't think you're gonna get when you think about crime drama, L.A. There's like there are cameos for legendary actors in the movie. Tom Berenger has like five minutes in it, and he he had been around for forty years. You know wow. what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I didn't even look at it that Dr. way. Dr. Dre's in it. Snoop Dogg's in it. It's you know <laughs> one of the greatest movies of our lifetime, and I say that with all seriousness because. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. Like, the, the, the way that a single day is portrayed. Mm-hmm. And it is. You're right. It's one day. It's training. It's day. one day. The, it's, guy, the guy wakes up to an alarm clock and he's like, like stumbling home. And wow, <laughs> it was just so well done. The acting was incredible. And Shout out to Antoine Fuqua. I don't I think he has a better that, movie. Yeah. I don't know who you are, Antoine Fuqua. Yeah, Fuqua. Fuqua? Yeah. But incredible job, bro, because I was just telling Trevor while um, we were taking a little beer break, and I've only done this once in my life. I don't remember the reason for doing it, but I was, this is when I was a teenager, and I was living at my parents' house in Jacksonville, Florida, before I moved out, so it had to be before I was 18. Yeah. And I went back to back to back to back marathon binge between training day and boiler room. Boiler room. Training day, boiler room. I seriously must have seen both probably about four to six times each. <laughs> it was an entire fucking day of nonstop going back to back. And I, I'm a big boiler room fan. I think that's... Big Ben Affleck fan. I mean, his... Raise your games. His, his, ten, his, ten, his three-minute role in that movie is incredible. That's it. Has some of the most greatest lines of all time. <laughs> He's like second build. Oh, but my he has three God. minutes in the film. Three minutes. It has a young Vin Diesel... Like, young Vin Diesel. Yeah. Like before anybody hair. knew who Vin Diesel was. He has hair, yeah. In that movie. Incredible movie. 
incredible movie. Yeah, my roommate freshman year is a total dick, uh, but he he did love that movie and he introduced me to it, so I I respect him for and that. I, love I don't respect him for much else, but I respect him for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Train a complete suck up. So do us a favor, watch Training Day. Yeah. I'm gonna have to rewatch it because yeah. it's been many it's probably been over ten years for me. Okay. Probably easily, really? easily oh, shit, since man, I've seen it. That's one of those movies where if I if I even notice that it's coming on TV, I'll sit down and watch it, or I will you know switch and I'll put the DVD or the Blu-ray in. I'll watch it start to finish just because it's like a it's like the the crime drama version of Forrest Gump. You know, it's like wow, you stop and you're like that scene's amazing, that scene's amazing, that line it is it. it Eternally injected into pop culture, even though most people these days don't even know what it's from. You're absolutely right. right. There's so many things that came from that movie that hit just, not just pop culture, but just the general population. It's like you start hearing these phrases, yeah. you start. It's the kind of thing where I'm never going to compare myself to like a great screenwriter, but I've, I've written a couple scripts, and that doesn't need to come out like it's already out there, but um, <laughs> the. Uh, the fact is, when when you when you see a great movie or when you read a great script, and they've considered everything, it's not just the shots, it's not just the soundtrack, but they've considered everything, and that table read was like they they played the music while they read. Wow. Yeah. And they were like, "This movie is gonna kill." You knew that? Yes. I never knew that. <laughs> Dude, so that movie was can you, so can you imagine? fucking amazing. Yeah. And it's because not just the acting, but the story, yeah. like the story mixed with the incredible acting. Like yeah. when good actors are hard to find these days. And what I mean by that is that Dude, when the you're old, in the old a, guard's dying, when you're in the a old movie, guard's going away. when you're watching a movie, yeah, the old, the old guard, I mean, Denzel's time was the, he it might still, be he, the golden era. He could still make a acting. killer film because he's maybe a little over 60. Someone like De Niro, I think they, they can't. I think that, he starts just the, being the, the same the, in every the movie. The overacting or like sticking to one role, you're right. You know, and, and he for a time, you know, my favorite movie is Ronin. I'm not sure if you've seen that, but that's like this, this. Um, it's got to be about a guy by himself. Well, no. I mean, it, it's about. That's what Ronin is, right? Yeah, the single word. And they explain that in the movie, but it's, it's a group of mercenaries with no master. Who is they're trying to all follows ac- no accomplish one goal together, but they're all kind of this group, this kind of like motley crew of. In, in the movie, it's they're all like ex-military or ex-spies, and they're trying to steal this case, and you never find out what's in the case, and they go all over like France trying to it's like capture some Pulp it. Fiction shit too. No, it's, it's you never know what's in the case. It's really good, but at the same time, the script, like we were talking about before with um, with Joker, the script is really really tight. There are lines in it that you remember, and they stick out, but there are stretches where there's like, okay, there's maybe a, a couple of sentences of dialogue in two minutes. Okay. So it's not one of those things where you're going to be like, all right, Pulp Fiction, on the other hand, is like 120 pages because there's so much dialogue. And the majority of that dialogue happens within like five minutes. Like, <laughs> I love it. I'm a big Pulp Fiction guy. Yeah. Are are you? There's a, oh, people I, either love I, it or hate I it. I have almost all the Tarantino movies. I'm a big Tarantino fan. Yeah. He I, hasn't disappointed did, me. Did you get a chance to no, watch? Once no, but time. it's it's coming. Okay, it's coming to uh, actually on TV soon. I don't want to like next month. Right, it hits it hits our thing. So cool, we're waiting cool. for that. Yeah, I watched uh, Hateful Eight 
the other day. Big fan. At, at a time. That's with Denzel, time. right? No, it's uh, Sam Jackson. Oh, my bad. But <laughs> Sam Jackson's a just you know he's like a staple for Tarantino movies. He is. I, I was sending you some pictures this week of him as Ordell Robbie in Jackie Brown, which that's a movie where there's not a ton of dialogue, but the acting is great, and I think they kind of like shit on the movie because there wasn't as much like snappy dialogue in it. Chris Tucker's in it. Pam Greer's in Chris it. Tucker. Shout out to Orlando. He's from Orlando. Oh shit! Yeah, Chris Tucker's always yeah. represented Orlando. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah, no, I, I'd have to rewatch Jackie Brown because I couldn't even tell you the plot right now. I kind of do, mm-hmm. kind of, but it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't have that effect that when a Pulp you, Fiction does. When you absolutely positively have to kill every motherfucker in the room, except no substitute. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So we've covered, we've covered about half of what I had. Did you have any specific things? Yeah, I got all types of shit, but I want to keep going. Okay, I mean, well, let's get into politics real quick because we're a current events thing. All right, you guys, you guys are scared of the coronavirus. Stay inside. Try not to sell your stock. Wash your hands. Wash, yeah, wash your hands, especially when you come out of the bathroom. Especially if you come back from China, wear a full body, you know, hazmat suit. That's what what they said is like, this is one of those type of viruses that like washing your fucking hands, keeping them out of your mouth and your nose, you sick fucks, is going to keep us safe. Not eating wild animals. I guess (laughs) that's that's what it's from. Now, there's an entire other side. Let's hear your side of that. Because I got a couple of crazy things. It's not my side, but I look at all sides, right? Of course, of course. And I haven't had the time, unfortunately, to really look at the other side. But the main side, so mainstream side is that animal came from an animal, Mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. Yeah, somebody eating a snake or something. that's, That's the like... Iraq has WMD side, right, right? Right. So from the other side, the people that yell, no, they do not have WMDs, that's bullshit. They're saying that, you know who's involved in all this? Bill Gates. Oh, so it turns Billy, out that, Billy G. that they have patents on this virus. It was like, they, oh. they have the number, they have everything. Right. I haven't Fuck. done the research to confirm that, but mm. long story short... It's stuff that like our universities have worked on before, uh-huh. and and it's this virus and blah blah blah. Now where it gets dark is what happened. How does that? How does someone as nice as Bill Gates, which I'm not saying he's like in fault here or anything like that. I'm just saying that yeah. things that he has money and has has done research into viruses, mm-hmm. into genetically made things like this, mm-hmm. right? And. M- what I'm trying to say is, because see, this is what sucks about like you can not in, really you looking can into an issue and support uh, research into Correct. something. And a lot of times, especially in a situation like this where you have a virus that's, um, it's not just new; it doesn't have a lot of study and research put into it. But they're looking for ways to use it, Correct. not not as a weapon per se, but as something that could be modeled into a cure for something like cancer. So that's, that's what it was. It was supposed to be. It so, was supposed to take away they, they, another, right. another, another bad thing. Right. They that's spend, what it was. They spend a lot of time investing into things that are horrendously deadly, not because they want to use them as weapons, but because they think they can be used to fight something else. That's I, why you see, like, even uh, rattlesnake venom has been found pretty recently to stop the growth of cancer. So they're thinking that maybe they can start maybe synthesizing a cancer drug from rattlesnake venom. That'd be awesome. So when you think about that, it's like okay, it's there. It's that not something you have to create in a lab, but you can. 
and you can use it. You know, you can have a snake farm that suddenly becomes the most expensive thing in the world because it can cure cancer. <laughs> and it's absolutely cringy of me to like not really know the details. So I will do a better job of like looking into the other side. I just haven't had the time. But a long story short is that there's been certain Chinese connections with Ooh, high connection. education professionals who have gotten in trouble for selling secrets to the Chinese. Right, it goes back and forth, though. It goes back, of yeah. course. I mean, we're we're the most gangster of stealing anything, but the Chinese are right second place, hands down. Right, They're always second, second place. place. But they'll like, never be number one. So, so if they did steal that type of research, and the whole conspiracy is, is that the only center in China, like their CDC, right. that that deals with viruses, is in that city mm-hmm. where it started. Right. Where that doctor That's famously ground, ground came out zero. and he's dead now. He like disappeared. It. They should have just burned it to the Correct. ground. <laughs> so so the, a lot that. of the conspiracy people are saying that something happened in that lab where they released it. Yeah. Because the Chinese obviously don't have the tightest fucking restrictions on like how to do work properly. Wear your gloves. Don't also, sneeze. you know, Chinese is really hard to, to like you know, read and learn and everything. So it had to have been an inside job, right? <laughs> the two crazy conspiracy theories I heard about this topic were that uh, first, uh, Rush Limbaugh saying that the virus is popular, it's out in the world now because uh, Trump doesn't want people to register to vote. That's one. And the other is that... If Rush really <laughs> said that, that's insane. <laughs> I've never listened to Rush. And the other is... Uh, Ever. Going to campaign events, uh, the Bernie Bros came out with this thing where they don't want people to go show enthusiasm at Bernie events. So it yeah, could be, it could be a lot of things, man. Like uh, the that, state that, of the state of Louisiana has zero confirmed cases. I'm just there's letting, a lot of I'm states. just letting you know. I think it's in the food. You know, I, I think the, <laughs> the spicy food, the good flavor, is keeping that stuff away. <laughs> Nobody from from China is visiting <laughs> New Orleans. The greater southeastern Louisiana area. Tell me about that Epstein float that you saw. Um, that was in the Mardi Gras. Yeah. Parade, which yeah. I really, like, you're the expert in that. And I had a lot of questions because, like... So, anyways, back to answering your question first. <laughs> I'm sorry I jump around a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it was... Did you see the video? Yeah, I watched it. So, it was just, like, <laughs> I just saw it, it randomly. It, I thought it. It, I, I gave him credit. Like, yeah. Not only do you have you can, balls, you can get away with that because a lot of those things are like family owned. It's uh, like they buy a spot and somebody has like a tractor trailer and, they and spend, it's like freedom of speech. They, they spend like a month creating something. But and there's the, no the, restrictions. Well, the thing is, no you're not, there, there usually are children present, but there are some parades where it's like, all right, this is an adults only parade. So you can get away with a lot. You can get away with doing. So there's one. more than that, one main parade. Yeah, there's like probably forty, I think. Like in, at in, the same in, time or different? Some times? of them are at the same time. Different streets? The city's pretty big, yeah. And some of them run on the same routes. So you could stand in one place and potentially see a parade every other, you know. Parade probably goes for like two hours. You stand out, you watch it, you get what you want from it, and then you go do something else. You come back to the same spot and you see another one. So, But they're not affiliated with each other? No, I mean, they, they're all like registered. They're all okay. like part of the, the docket. They're part of the plan for the day. And That's they, awesome. They, they do it in the city you know, proper, and then you can go across the lake to where my grandmother lives, and they have parades there. They have parades in like, you know, pretty much everywhere. I just respect the fuck out of them for doing it to never, ever, ever, ever let that story die. Like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's so important right now. So, 
I, Juan's going to post a link to the video that he sent me, which is essentially an Epstein didn't kill himself float. It was pretty and cool. It takes a second to get into the video and be like, what is this? What is this he sent me? What is it? What am I watching? And then you're like, wow. What? <laughs> not just guts. Not just, you know, bravado. Creativity but, too. Hey, it's not going away. I was telling Juan, I'm going to take, I'm going to sneak a beach ball into Hangout Fest in May in Orange Beach, Alabama, which is like... It's, it's a Google-sponsored event. It's a big music festival. It's probably like 100,000 people on the beach. Um, this Never year, heard of this. Tell me more th- about this. This year, it's Chili Peppers, Post Malone. Um, I think Lana Del Rey is still on. She had to cancel. You and the wife so, are going? Uh, we're going with Raph and Brandy, yeah. What? So we're going to bust it. We're going to drop our daughter off with my parents because they live like 45 minutes from the concert site. What? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so this is like by the Panhandle? Yeah. It's in the Panhandle. It's in like the Alabama side, like maybe like thirty minutes from Florida. Yeah. Wow, that seems like fun. How much are tickets? Uh, I think they were like two seventy. Okay, so it's, so a, it's not cheap. It's it's not cheap, <laughs> but it's not as much as Lollapalooza. Lollapalooza is like a hundred dollars more, but you get another day. South by Southwest wasn't that much. South by Southwest is no. like eleven hundred dollars. <laughs> oh no no no! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm talking about. Um, That's like a nine day. Event. Yeah yeah yeah. No, I'm talking. That's why about... I was like, we're getting in there for free. We're getting press credentials. Even if we don't get in for free, I'm going to haggle with them and say, we've been doing this. Austin City Limits is Austin what I Austin City Limits. Say. I've been to that. Yes. It wasn't that much, and, but it was beautiful. And who did you see there that you remember? Oh, besides, what? didn't you see Gambino there? <sighs> Come on, bro. Come on, Come bro. on, bro. No, it was, dude, it was some of the most amazing shit ever. Right, um, and a lot of it you hadn't heard before. That's why I'm lot? turned That's... on to music festivals now. I want to go to one at least every year so I can find new stuff that I'll love. It was one of the most amazing experiences ever. Because the, the, it was a three-day festival, mm-hmm. I, if I remember. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Sunday, it rained in Austin like you wouldn't believe, right? right? But then the rain stopped. Mm-hmm. So then all of a sudden, it's like Twitter became the fucking gold card. Because Twitter then said, since Sunday's concert was canceled, uh-huh. all around town, every single venue is being filled up uh-huh. by different artists. Right. So We're still going to have concerts. It's yeah. not going to be the same place. So as soon as we did that, he's like, holy shit, Adams for Peace mm-hmm. is available, right? right? Now, some people are like, what the fuck is Adams for Peace? What the fuck is that? Right? I didn't know what Adams for Peace was. The person I was was with, shout out to Steve Schiffer, and I love you, bro. Yo, Steve. He, he's an incredible person. Hey, yo, Steve. And, and Steve's like, dude, we got to go see Adams for Peace. Adams for Peace is a collaboration of the lead singer of Radiohead. Uh-huh. With Flea from the Chili Peppers oh, and shit. some other people from some other famous yeah, bands. Yeah, so it's a super group. It was the most amazing, dude. It was the most amazing show. I'd say it's the second favorite concert I've ever been to. Charlie Gambino being number one. Right. This is my second favorite of all time in, in a, a small in venue. A little club. With a them little just gritty club walking out. Oh. Bro, it was incredible. Um, but back to your other question. I mean, that's where I saw Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. Kendrick Lamar was amazing. Um, the house DJ, uh, uh, damn, I already forgot his name. But Ke- Kendrick is the one that I just remember just stealing it from me. He's great. Um, He's great. Oh, I definitely want to see him. Hopefully at a, at a festival. He was pretty good. But yeah. the, there was there was a lot, man. And I'm, I'm having a, a blank right now, but it was... You, you got to take a trip in your mind. And go back and yeah. remember everything. <laughs> but you gotta understand this too is that like I fell in love with that city. Yeah. I was like, I've always wanted to go to Austin because of Bourdain and um 
that stat that it is the country's number one spot for live music. So they have the most live music in the country well, per know. block. I don't know that that's true. Because it's, it's a fact. Nashville, even over suppo- Nashville, supposedly is the number one place for live music. Per, as far as like per know. block, okay. like like they Austin broke it down. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, Nashville and all these other. Pl- no, uh-huh. they don't have. Austin is the number one place for live music per like mile well, or I some mean, shit. Like better that. music for sure because I'm not a huge country fan. <laughs> <laughs> I started later in life. I started enjoying country, man. My I can enjoy some fucking country. I, if you're not doing anything and just want to sit down by the pool, some bourbon. What? 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 Yes, some fucking country. <laughs> like there's some good country where like it I hits gotta the get soul. A new hat. Uh, <laughs> I do. But shout out to Austin. Shout I think it's Austin. and and. We're just. I'm gonna take it here. Riffit. Austin, Orlando, Denver, three purple run cities. Absolutely. Absolutely fucking amazing. Well done. And like, that's why I. San Francisco's a shithole, in my opinion. It's a shithole. Yeah, it's a shithole unless you're like wealthy. Yeah. Right. If, if you. But are... that's like a leftist extreme. Well, of in policy, in my opinion, sure. in policy, it's sure. kind of extreme, right? But then you look at these purple places, which are Democrat, they're Democrat run cities, mm-hmm. but they're not extremists. And the, the studio apartments don't cost five grand a month. And they're, they're just, well, <laughs> the, the people are happy. The people are nice. I never forget waiting in line. There's no littering. Where? Like every, in Austin, waiting Austin. in these giant lines, like when, when, when the concerts broke out, like you got to go to this hotel or this yeah, hotel. Yeah, yeah. It was amazing to see... The cleanliness of these people and like keep Austin weird and and I truly truly fell in love with that city. Yeah. I was like, holy well, shit! I may have to look into living here. There's something deeper, I think, about what you're talking about because usually when an entire region or a city has just like just a bad connotation, it's because of crime or it's because people don't care. And in the places that you're referencing, people do care a lot. They're they're you know. A little bit younger, they have a little bit more money. Because very they, unprofessional, they, right? Exactly, and they care about what things look like. If they're not high quality or they don't look nice, they're not going to deal with them. So, in those cases, like you mentioned, the art scene, the you know, the tech scene, the food, the scene. food scene, Jesus, things that people care about and they really like, and especially as younger people, they they're going to go out and spend money. They don't want to go to some like ghetto, right? So. I, I see your point. I think that there's a, there's connectivity there, but it, it's it's deeper than just eh, it's it's a nice up and coming neighborhood. It's more like people want to be a part of that because they want to grow with it and they want it to be nice, not just for them but for future future generations, future people that are going to live there. That's and, why and, that's why those places are blowing up. And Austin is unlike Orlando. anything in Texas. From and I and I I'm only saying that I'm parroting that because mm-hmm. I haven't been to other places in Texas. Sure. Austin's the only place I've been. That's the only city I've ever cared to visit in Texas. Right. Well, now now I do want to see other parts in Texas. Yeah, I want to go to San Antonio, see I, the dirty river. I can say, well, it's not that dirty. El Paso. You've been there. <laughs> my, my brother lived there for a while. <laughs> yeah, so I, I checked out San Antonio for a minute. Um, Did you enjoy it? It was fine. I mean, it was just. Just a regular test. It, it, yeah, it was. It was there. I couldn't say anything bad about it. Okay. At all. And this is right after our first nephew was born, and we actually got really sick the day after we came home. We got some kind of flu thing from him, I think. So, 
shout out to coronavirus, I beat it. <laughs> if I'm not on the next show, then you'll know why. Because <laughs> I'm saying it now. I will say I did something that my favorite comedian makes fun of me for. Because he makes, specifically he has talked... He called you out? He, he called me out because he called out exactly what I did. Mm-hmm. And that's like... And, and Austin has one of the greatest comedy clubs in the country. I think it's called Cap City. Okay. Cap, Cap City, Cap City mm-hmm. or something like that. Okay. Comics love performing in Austin. The people in Austin are just so kind-hearted to like strangers. To so, it's, why did he call you out? He called me out because he's talked about performing in Austin, mm-hmm. and he's like, everybody's like, you gotta go eat at this place. You gotta go eat at this place. You gotta <laughs> go eat at this place. And then he realizes that the line is like four to five hours mm-hmm. every single day. That's why. You and he's can, like, fuck yeah. that. You mm-hmm. never do that. Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. I did that. I will. I I I, I I had Bourdain did it. There was no way we weren't going to do it. It's the best brisket this in the fucking world. Frank, Not in just the United States. Franklin's. I Franklin's barbecue yeah. is the greatest brisket. Bro, it's it's heaven. Like mm. it's it's. There's, Would you say it's? More... It fucks up other barbecue places. What it does? Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it did. I can never have that. Like briskets in other barbecue places. Unfortunately, it fucked it all up. Yeah, you can have brisket, but you won't really have it. It'll, it's, it'll it's, be subpar for the rest of your life. For the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. For the rest of my fucking life. This isn't made correctly. And this isn't as good. And for the people that don't know what Franklin's is, Franklin's, like, when you get there, they'll tell you the legendary story because it basically was a feud. Mm-hmm. Like, he worked for someone else, and blah, blah, blah. They fought, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. He started his own place. Right. The briskets are smoked for over 18 hours. It's a process. It's hard work. You got to be there like at three in the morning. You got to do all this shit. The restaurant doesn't open till 11. The line literally starts somewhere in, after seven. Right. Somewhere between seven and 7.15. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Bro, we got there like at eight. It's pretty consistent. And, we're, and we you, weren't even close to like, I mean, we and, were in close to the front, but like. You waited for a few hours. Of course. They don't yeah. open until 11. You right. have to wait. Yeah. But we, one day, the first day we. I would say just send one person. Right? <laughs> that's what you would think. Now, we're we're going to have it several days in a row for lunch. <laughs> but that's what's beautiful about an, an, a capitalistic economy and mm. society is that it creates jobs. There's people that have started businesses where they rent out chairs mm-hmm. to the people waiting because some people and don't realize what they're getting themselves yeah. into. So they provide lawn mm-hmm. chairs and chairs. Yep. Uh, there's, a deliver, there's people that will wait in line for you. There's there's de- like delivery, but like that they'll wait in line for you, so you can have it delivered, or they'll just wait in line for you. You go meet them. Mm-hmm. It's it's an incredible experience that I think anyone that goes to that city, if you have the time, time being the key, you should you should do it, man. Yeah. And and I, the only reason I ever knew about this and rest in peace, it's one of the only celebrity deaths that ever ever like really really got to me mm-hmm. was Bourdain. Yeah. Like Bourdain got to me, bro. Like, have you ever read Kobe that? got to a lot of people? Yeah, I know that was tough. Um, what about to you? Reason. What's that? What about to you with Kobe? Well, you know, anything. It, it happened when we were overseas just recently. Oh. It was the first day we were there. It was like the first night for us because we were seven hours in the future. How'd you find out? Internet, uh, phone. Yeah, looked at my phone when I woke up, and I was like, "Oh shit!" And that was all we were talking about at breakfast that day. Was Kobe? Yeah. I'm just like, dang, you know? And I got to be honest. I mean, I'll watch sports whenever they're on, but I wasn't a big Lakers fan. 
I never really followed the guy's career. I knew he was an amazing player, but, um, you know. I get it. The, the, the most press I thought that I remembered was from the controversy from, like, 2014 or so when he was... The butt sex. Accus- yeah, the, the accusations. And not that I, you know, had an opinion either way about him as a person, but I thought it was sad. It was very sad. It was even more heart-wrenching to die or for him to die with his daughter. Um, and of course, the other people that were in the helicopter too. And you didn't know who, that who, at first. Were not right. At first, no one knew. There was fake stories, everything. But that was the first story I saw was that they didn't know how many family members were with him. Yeah, they one just, moron they, got suspended for for I reporting saw, that all saw, of the family I members saw, died. Good, get suspended, you I dumb wanted, fuck. I wanted to ask you about that. Stupid fuck, reporting <laughs> shit that you didn't verify. This took a that, turn. <laughs> oh god, it just pisses me off. You're supposed to be journalists. Like, um, why do you do that? Because. Their entire job it's is about based breaking the first. Story. Yes, it is, and that's a that's that's that is their they, entire job. They, but they at the same time, you're so responsible, much. bro. Yeah, and you deserve to be fucking punished for doing that. And like, at at that job title, mm-hmm. and I understand that breaking the story and breaking the story is the key to journalism. Like, it's, like it's it, the key to being a well paid journalist. Yeah, well paid and. Followed now with social media, people will start following. He's like, holy shit! Yeah. Like a minute different, and and where I realized this is shout out to um, pardon 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 my take PMT uh, uh, from take. from Barstool. Yeah, and they're mate. That's one of the most underrated fucking programs I've ever. I just started listening to them because I used to not like really care about it. What's the specialty? Why do they have another like podcast? Why do they have another uh, oh. like a stream? Is, is it? PFT. Is, <laughs> Yeah, what's the draw? Like, why? why the draw why, why are is they so good to you. Is is Big Cat? Big Cat today was in the background mm-hmm. at the Nasdaq Bell. Okay, and he did one of the he. And someone said in the car, it's like, should I dab? And they're like, and then it said, like, they <laughs> just, just keep go, doing they, it. They just keep dabbing. And just he did dabbing. this. He did this. He did a dab wave <laughs> when the bell rang. It yes. was great. And and Big Cat but, is a top five interviewer in this country. His ability to relax the person he's interviewing mm-hmm. and turn it into just a conversation yeah. between friends. That's the draw. That's that why I would listen to it. Absolutely unprecedented. I, I, he, he, Sean, Sean Evans from Hot Ones is an incredible interviewer. And, and I think he's one of the best in the game. But it's also because of his research. Yeah, I saw that. I mean, from what I've seen from his, and I've seen a lot of Hot Ones, it's kind of this... It's sterile for a few questions. It feels like I'm at the doctor's office. Okay. You know? <laughs> it's like... Big Cat is like, I'm with my boys. Yeah. I'm going to let We're going to hang it out. And that <laughs> means that he gets the most out of his guests. Uh-huh. With like this honesty well, that they would breaks, never share with anybody. down every border they've got. And then whether there's any way that he can kind of naturally get them to share what, you know, he's already talked about or what he's already heard. Um, that's a real... Helpful interview tool. You know? Exactly. Now, to go back 360 of how we even got on the subject is that um, he had a guy that I don't really know who is an NBA insider, who who is a guy that, like, I guess got cut from his team. He was 16 years old. Oh, dang. And, like, at teenage years, he's like, as soon as I got cut, he's like, I still want to do this. And yeah. he's like, I want to be a fucking in the news. Yeah. So it's, it's between him and this guy named Wolt. And it's like, they were asking... They explained basically, long story short, was 
that they're like, do you get mad when he breaks a story before you or like, or like when you're not looking at your, like yeah. the importance of your phone and what a minute can be. Like breaking that story, oh like if you're a minute late, it's a, like people will start calling you out. Oh, what's his name already did it? What's his name already did it? That's unfortunately, that's the time that we live. In. That's true. And unfortunately, because of that, it causes people to report that every single one of Kobe Bryant's relatives are dead. Yeah. Or all his kids are dead. Yeah, it was like his entire family's dead. That's insane, and that's so dangerous and irresponsible. So fuck that person. Maybe not get fired because it was a a stupid mistake. Suspended, but suspended is. I'm a hundred percent. You should be fucking suspended to learn a goddamn lesson. You're you're the subway king today because you sent me something else about uh, Veritas this week. And it got before we get to Veritas uh though. And now and and I'm gonna and we'll segue into that. You can't segue we're, after you said segue. No, we will. We're, we're going to show the people <laughs> that you can do that. We're going to show the people that you can do that. All right. This is it's a different the, kind Co- of the Kobe people. part, uh-huh. right? Because to be honest, our week today, that's one of the biggest stories of, of the fucking – Of the year so it far. Is. And and one of the biggest parts about it was that his memorial was this week. Right. Right? When he died, I had no emotion. I didn't give a fuck. You know why? I hated Kobe Bryant. Okay. As a competitor. Right. I respected him to an extent, like, but I hate the fucking Lakers. And Kobe Bryant was in the seven-game series against my favorite team of all time, where the refs cheated. And as a child, oh. I yelled at the TV and said, the refs are cheating. <laughs> like, I could tell. For me, on my couch, the refs are cheating. No. And then I was, vin- I was, I was, what's the word? Vin- vindicated. Vindicated. Yeah. By, pardon the interruption, because uh-huh. they had the ref on. Yeah. And the ref has a fucking documentary about how they used to rig games, especially that series. It was the greatest seven-game oh series of all God. time. And it was against the Kings. Kings, Lakers, seven-game series to get to the finals is the greatest seven-game series in the history of the world, right? Wow. That being said, I just... I didn't have any emotion, nothing. Like my friends in my text group from New Jersey, mm-hmm. three of them, two of them, two out of the three were pretty heartbroken about it. Like, it's tough. And, and then we your screenshots. Like one girl's like, I heard, I heard Cody, uh, Cody, Cody, yeah, Cody yeah, Bryant. Yeah. Like there's some Brody, people that didn't Brody, know who he was. Yeah. yeah, dude. So it's been nonstop mispronouncing his name in Russell that text Wilson. group. Oh, dude, it's so great. They're like, they're like Cody Bryant. Uh, all types of shit. So I had no feeling towards it. They were like, they were pretty emotional about it. I had none. And I told them, I'm like, I feel nothing. But you I'm know, not, you know what happened? I'm glad he's dead, but I just don't care. Yeah, it's not, I would never say I'm glad he's dead, but you know when it hit, you know when it hit me? What's that? And, and, and if you haven't seen it, and if you guys haven't seen it, I highly recommend you watch this. It's seven minutes and it's hearing Michael fucking Jordan. Mm-hmm. Step up at his memorial yep. and speak and cry. I lost it. Yep. Like that finally hit yeah, me. That's like a grown ass, right there. That yeah. th- Michael Jordan. I'm a LeBron. Th- Sorry, I will man. argue. Sorry, I'm one of the biggest LeBron James fans, if not the big. I'm not the biggest. But I'm in the tank for 23, man. Come on. <laughs> Jordan is the greatest player of all yes. time, hands yes. down. No it's joke. not even an argument. Nope. And I'm a LeBron James fanatic. Like I love, I love you, Bron. Recently, uh, I don't like your politics too much, but I love you. And hearing Jordan speak his heart out, 
who that man is, the greatest of all time, speak about Kobe, yeah. then I felt it. I felt it. I yep. finally, finally felt it. And it, like, mm-hmm. it got to me. And I texted the group. I'm like, hey, yeah. I got Jordan got me. Like, a lot. Like, to my friend, it was, uh, and I never even saw it. He said it was the, um, the coach of the Clippers, which used to be the coach of Boston, which is Doc Rivers. Right. He said, dude, I lost it when I heard Doc Rivers talk. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I didn't give a fuck if Doc Rivers. My, my wife hates Doc Rivers. Okay. So. <laughs> I was like, she will turn the TV off rather than change the channel. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, so my friends, my friends like my friends tell me about his heart and I like how hard it is. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about Doc Rivers. Doc, fuck you, Doc Rivers. Yeah. LeBron beat your ass too. <laughs> you get another beer? Yes, sir. All right. Oh. <laughs> yes, I respect Jay Cutler more after hearing that segment as well. Yeah. So <laughs> we're back. Being on, uh, pardon my take. Talking yeah. about handball. Good luck to you in the gold. So to to explain to everyone what that meant is that Jay Cutler, which is a former NFL quarterback. Just talk. <laughs> Just explain to him. I mean, <laughs> Cutler is a, a character to say the least. That's right. And All smoking Jay. In this interview, he basically said that, like, you know what I want to do? He's like, I want to play handball in the Olympics. Yeah, man. And he goes, I've been looking at that sport and looking at it. He's like, I can win. We can win gold. He wants to put a team together to win gold. Then they brought in someone who's won gold, who's part of that community. I guess Spain is the fucking gangster team in that community. Looks like it, it, right? Yeah. Spain came in. The guy's like, that guy is fucking crazy. If he thinks he's out of his mind. How old is that video? Um, this is all from February 14th. Okay, so last week. So this is all going to start building. Yes, it will. Because, like... The the handball people are going to start... Oh, the guy even said in Europe, it's crazy that everyone is talking about Everyone's talking about Jay Cutler. Everyone is talking about Jay Cutler (laughs) and how crazy it is. Because in that that first interview, he's like... They're like, dude, if if it was you, LeBron, and who else... Kobe Bryant. And Kobe. You <laughs> <laughs> knew it was going to be him. It was like three players. And he goes, if he, he, they basically, they were really fucking around. They're like, three of y'all versus like eight people. You uh-huh. guys would probably take the gold. And he's like, no, if I just get a regular, Jay Cutler said this, yeah. if I get eight people, mm-hmm. like we can take we the can gold. We can take the gold. We can take the, not the bronze, not compete. He straight up said, we will beat everyone who has been doing this their entire lives. Okay. Right, so the handball community took like almost they were offended by this. Yeah. They're like, the guy comes this, on the this show. This is a game that people practice and study their entire lives, and you're saying that it's nothing for you to just walk in with a bunch of other quarterbacks and a a big quote unquote big goalie. I will tell you this: no one in this fucking world has better athletes in the United States of America. That's a fact. What about running? Hands down. Other than <laughs> running short distance, no cross country running too. Really, we the, got beat the there. The guy who always wins oh, the yeah, Ethiopian marathon is Ethiopian. Uh, yeah, or yeah, yeah, or yeah, You're never so gonna beat that. You, you have to specify. Yeah, but have that guy go go wrestle, go well, do something else that involves another athletic ability. My he'll point still is that be able to outrun all of the other coronavirus victims who are chasing. <laughs> <him>. <laughs> Not very fast. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of Americans out facing you at first. <laughs> or they're going to whoop your ass before. Well, we'll yeah, coming. exactly. It's coming. But anyways, um, so yeah, we digress. And you were mentioning... 
yeah. Project Veritas. Well, yeah, Veritas was the next thing I wanted to get to. I want to get to that and one other thing before we break right. for good for today. So, uh, so a guy at ABC got suspended because he was caught on tape by Veritas saying he was an avowed socialist. Now, <laughs> I'm glad that you said it that way because that's the spin on the story. Okay. And unofficially, that is a spin. Bef- that is before, not why he got suspended. Before you give me your take, I wanted to say that I have a lot of respect for guerrilla journalism. Especially when it, it it's like this in which they're getting people to speak their their minds. They're getting unfiltered you know, other, especially other journalists to actually say what they mean. And they know that whoever, or they think that who they're being recorded by is a friend or, and the thing is like, that's what gets me is like, how, how do you have so much trust in somebody and say such controversial things? How, how, I would never (laughs) tell a stranger how I really felt about something unless I was sure I could trust him. And that wouldn't be a stranger anymore, right? Exactly. So anyway, um, so continue. And 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 you actually just brought up a point that how do you took away so took away what I was going to say I'm, I'm the sorry. other side of that. I'm sorry, because some people feel that even some people that love Project Veritas don't like how sometimes they get people in vulnerable situations. Uh-huh. But at the same time, you answered that, and you 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 absolutely nailed it on the spot. Is it's a stranger? Yeah. Regardless. Of how you feel or what you want to talk about. Now, if it's this a was fucking a, stranger. If this was a six-month operation in which somebody had to like get hired at your company just so they could have like one one-on-one at a bar with you where they record you without your consent, that's a different story. That's like hardcore cloak and dagger espionage. That comes down to the <laughs> content and the context of what is being reported. Right. If it's that deep. Right. Like six months could either be like you're an asshole or like Good job. You did what it took. I would took. say great job. You, you did even, what it took yeah. to get us what we need to listen to right. as the public. Right. So Project Veritas gets a lot of heat um, all the time. And the only, other, the only thing is that they edit their videos. And the only time that when they publicly say, show us where we edit a video, they bring up a 2009 example of when they took down an uh, activist group called Acorn. That was oh, Obama that was, was a part of. That was such a good series of videos. And I didn't even really follow them back oh then. Oh my god. But I have seen it and I've heard it and they're like that's the only thing but Veritas right now is a blessing to journalism, blessing to this country because they do what all journalists should be doing. Yeah. Giving talk- us scoops and undercover work we and shit like that. We talked about this earlier. It's like informing the public from the font, right? It's fr- it's directly from where the information is coming from. It's not being passed through editors. It's not being passed through, a, you know, a, a cadre of other levels of media. It's just from the people that are saying it. And to be honest, like, it would be great if there were more companies. 2020 more, used more, to do it. More organizations that did that kind of, like, real interview where it's, like, just a conversation. I mean, this is on the record, but I can't tell you what's on the record. <laughs> yeah, no. You know? the, the stuff that Veritas wanna I want to hear everything that that person has to say, and I think the public should too, so they can make an informed decision about how they vote or how they support a certain issue or whatever the case is. And that's why I respect that, that organization. I also respect an organization from the complete opposite end of the political spectrum that does the same thing. You good. 
And for those that aren't familiar with Veritas, just a quick breakdown. Um, that's run by James O'Keefe. Uh, I think the run out of the Northeast. James O'Keefe is a gentleman who comes from the Andrew Breitbart tree of coaching. Um, just like Ben Shapiro, just like I mean. So I mean, his his political aspirations, his political leanings he leans are right. Very very well known. There's He's no, yeah, no he question leans right about that. Now at the same time, Andrew Breitbart was one of the reasons that the Huffington Huffington Post is successful and exists. So that being said, it's like even though he is a right guy, like this is one of the legends of the news in general. From the left, the right, anywhere you want. But James O'Keefe comes from that coaching tree, just like a Belichick tree or um, what's the famous coach from the the Giants and the Jets and all those people? You're asking me, like I, I'm saying, I'm saying we're like where where Belichick is Burt from his Reynolds, tree. Like. No, Belichick is from this guy's tree. What's the famous Giants coach? I don't know. Um, his brother, Buddy Ryan. Buddy Ryan? No, but his brother. His buddy. No, Buddy is the the buddy, brother. Buddy's the brother. Buddy's the brother. Who's Buddy's brother? Coach Ryan, of course. Coach Ryan. Okay, Rex Ryan, <laughs> Rex the guy Ryan. that loves feet. My point is that like Rex Ryan has a uh, coaching tree where other great coaches have come from. Yeah, that makes such sense. as if you said if you said you know Archie Manning or something and the the quarterback tree, I would have gotten that immediately. Or if you said no, it's a coaching Bill tree. Cower and his stuff from Pittsburgh, I would have gotten that immediately. But, but I don't know who came or, from Bill Cower or you know um, Shula. <laughs> Shula and everybody. That, a lot of people yeah, came from Shula's. Yeah, yeah. I could see that. Yeah, yeah I could see that. So. But, like, Belichick and, like, some other gangster Super Bowl winning coaches all came from, like, the fucking Ryans. Yeah. Staff positions on Ryan teams. Yeah. They all came from that tree. Same thing from these people that are in politics, like the Ben Shapiro's of the world, which is huge. What would you call that? It's, you, you call it a tree. It is a tree. So you, can, you could make a diagram of it. But is Absolutely. There, is there any kind of, like, like science behind that? That you've noticed? Is there some kind of... Because, like you said, it's coaching, but there's so many different styles. That, the, and it, and it, it filters down. It percolates down. The tree in, comes into, from football. Into the activity. Whatever whatever that style of coaching is, you know, that, yeah. that whole culture is... It goes down into the players or it goes down into the It's a staff. pyramid, maybe, but the, 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 the tree itself mm-hmm. is literally a football term where it comes from. Okay. Where, like, if you're a coach... And you come from a tree, then you'll know, you'll see the connection of where right. you came from. And that's one of the most famous connections is like all the people that were attached to that to that guy. So in this case, it's Veritas coming from Breitbart. Who's from come, who's from coming Andrew. From Huffington, Huffington, excuse me. Yeah. Who's coming from Daily News. Or Andrew like Breitbart yeah. is a legend. Rest in peace. Like, I didn't know about him till after he died, unfortunately. And... Huh. He was he was a legend in my opinion. He did a lot of good to society, uh-huh. and he was a right guy. Like not that he's right, but he, he was, was on the right side, ru- absolutely. Yeah. And he was a hardcore liberal, hardcore liberal in college, mm-hmm. hardcore liberal right after college. A lot of people are. His life changed when um, he saw the Supreme Court justice on trial. Mm-hmm. And all his views changed that day, which was Clarence Thomas. Mm-hmm. The Clarence Thomas trial changed that man, and and then he turned into a like, all right. tsunami yeah. of who he is. And his work is still influenced to this day, and that's why we're talking about 
Project Veritas. Right. So what Project Veritas did this week, they got the ABC guy yeah, at the New Hampshire primary. Mm-hmm. And the spin is, oh, the guy admitted he's a socialist. No, that's not why he got suspended, you dumb fucks. The reason he got suspended... He went further and he said... He we went we after... We can't talk about the truth because the truth is not what the editors are going to let me publish. Yes. He called <laughs> out his company uh-huh. for just not being a fair news company, right. but a news company with an agenda. Uh-huh. It wasn't so much that he said he corrected the undercover video person and said, no, 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 I'm not a democratic socialist. No, I'm a I'm socialist. A socialist. Yeah. I'm a fucking socialist. Straight that doesn't up. even bother me. It doesn't bother me what you are, what you... I actually respect this man so much because he called out his own company for not reporting like the full issue. Mm-hmm. They just report what their interests are, right. which in his opinion, even though like he hates Trump with a passion and all that stuff, his company hates Trump. That wasn't the issue. The issue is like you're not even showing when he does something good. Like, the same video, though, said that it was a good thing for business, for a news company as a business, to be covering so many political events, to be kind of anti-administration, you know. They, have they all, weren't that during Obama. No, I, I understand, but that's where Fox made its money. Fox was riding the golden, the golden hog for eight years, you know, so. I think Fox is still on that hog, and they're <laughs> on the other side. They're, they dominate in ratings. Like, it's not even close anymore. Like, mm. Fox now... You think that's maybe because younger people like us tend to get their news not from cable? Possibly. I think... Yeah, I think I that think, has... I think, I think that I think has... No matter people, what, that has a lot to do with it. I think older people are getting their ratings... Or, excuse me, Fox is getting its ratings from older people who are actually and sitting, sitting not perfect. watching the news. Fox is... No, they're not. No, I only like <laughs> no. one person on that they're network. The furthest thing from perfect. No, they're far from perfect. <laughs> I, I'm, a, I, I'm a big Tucker Carlson fan, and, and that's, like, controversial for some reason. Yeah. I'm fucking an immigrant Colombian-American, and I think Tucker Carlson is the most fair... TV interviewer in that spectrum in the United States. And I love him for that. He obviously leans right, right? But at the same time, he loves and invites and prefers to have someone who thinks differently than him on his show. Would you say that the left version of him is Rachel Maddow? No. Rachel Maddow is the left version of Alex Jones. Like, she is so conspiratorial. So who's, who's the left version of him? That's a great and 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 to, and here's a fact mm-hmm. that little known fact, Tucker Carlson, right? Tucker Carlson is the reason Rachel Maddow is where she is. Yeah, Al, that's true. He had to do with her hiring. Tucker and her were close. Mm-hmm. He saw the skill set. He went hardcore for her, for and he details. got her hired. Yeah, he had a lot think, to do I, with her hiring. I think she's talented. I think she. I think she's, she's super talented. I, I just think her, you know. She's worth more than where she is. She's no, no. She is exactly where she needs to be. She's on the most conspiratorial fucking network there is in this country, and that's exactly where she belongs because she is no longer. It's political commentary, and they call it that. It's not news. Yeah, but she is like, like even my, after my you point, give her facts, she's fighting. She, she equals Hannity. Yeah, she's more like that. She's more like that. She's more like that. Laura Ingram. 
Who the fuck is like <laughs> that on on the left on uh, for Tucker? That's because like is it Lawrence O'Donnell? I wouldn't no. think it'd be him. Fuck no! If it's not Lawrence O'Donnell, Lawrence because O'Donnell, Lawrence O'Donnell just came out and he's still in Russia. So I can't <laughs> I can't take that guy seriously. Stop the hammering. Have you ever seen Stop the Hammering? Yeah, I have. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Stop <laughs> the hammering. <laughs> That's like Bill O'Reilly on um, the the yeah, way he's yeah, going. Yeah. The, the type. No, 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 oh, no. where he snapped you know, on the yeah yeah, 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 the old one. It the was old like, one. Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. Stop the hammering is one of my favorite <laughs> video clips of all so time. So good. <laughs> Who would be on the left? Man, who's fair like that on the left? Um, it's not Chris Matthews. Absolutely not. Chris Matthews used to be on, he used to be parodied on SNL like every week. In the early 2000s, they had, um, Daryl Hammond would play him. And it was just, it's so good. Because you know how bad Chris Matthews is sometimes. <laughs> With his mannerisms, he's just so easy to parrot. <laughs> I wouldn't know who right now would be the Tucker. You got. Okay. I would say that Let's like just... on MSNBC, the the only person I think sometimes tries to be fair is the guy named Ari. Okay. Ari Malbic or some shit like I don't that. Know. You never you, seen him? You got the computer. I forgot his name, but I don't give a fuck about him. But Not Ari Fleischer. He's the only one that sometimes seems fair. Everyone else, you can all tell, these, has these guys. All these guys have prime time shows. And I don't care if you're okay. That sounds pretty bad saying prime time is past like five p.m. But it's like shows that people are actually going to watch. Prime time is eight to nine p.m. Okay, eight, okay, that's a very narrow window. But that's prime time. Okay, eight to nine. So there's one show. I mean, eight or nine, eight maybe or nine. seven. Yeah. I would say like seven for the dinner six crowd. To, six to ten for adults. Like people are actually watching news. Seven to nine. Yeah, I don't think. I okay. think six is everybody's we'll, just in. We'll we'll, eh. we'll settle on that. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I would say seven and seven and nine is. But you time. you have access to that too. You can you can find the, what is the, the, the ratings for. You know, I'm not saying that you need to do it now, but. I mean, you're doing it. So. What is primetime TV? Yeah, what, what is primetime TV? What is the most watched segment? And if you can get, if you could drill down into the analytics of the specific types of things that are found or specific types of things that are watched. I said seven and nine. I According to Wikipedia, it's seven and ten. Oh it's six goodness. can't be. Six is too oh early. Goodness. Six is way too early. Okay, in my so, opinion, so and, I agree, right. and I agree. And I agree. Primetime consists of programs that are aired TV between 8 and 11 local time. Eastern Pacific is 7 to 10. I chalk this up to you tending to stay up late, later, certainly than me. And I tend to get up earlier than you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, six six can't be though. Six is like too much family stuff is going on. You either just came home from work, right? Right. You're uh, doing too much shit. The only reason cooking. I'm saying that is that politically engaged older people and younger people, they're probably listening or Seven. they're talking about it. If you look at the lineups for both Fox, MSNBC, okay, not just both, but Fox, MSNBC, uh, CNN, and CBS, ABC, and all those. <sighs> Al Jazeera. I was going to throw that in there. <laughs> Telemundo. <laughs> Telemundo. Uh, RT. Yeah. Any of those, like when does the, like, the cable news style opinion start spewing? Because that's what people are tuning into. It's not, Seven it's, and it's not the news. It's those programs. Seven and after. Okay. Hundred percent. Six what? is too early because you just got home from work. Let's say you got home at five. What's the You're programming? S- like, what's the what's the talking head that's gonna give you their interpretation of the day's news? 
That's yeah, it. they all have it. Yeah. So like you have like on Fox, you have like the Laura Ingram, you have your so, Sean Hannity, and you have Tucker. Those are three hours right there. Uh-huh. And there's like one other lady. Who's on MSNBC yet? And MSNBCs, you have your Ari, you have your Chris Matthews, you have your Rachel Maddow at primetime, and so there's three. And Lawrence. And Lawrence. So there's four. CNN. CNN, you have. You start um, with Fareed because that's, you know, no one cares about that. Fareed (laughs) Fareed doesn't have his own show. Fareed's just like a special guy. You have uh, Chris Como. You have. The first one would be the the Jewish guy with the beard. The Jew with the beard. What is his name? I don't know. <laughs> you know him. That's a, there's a lot of people. No, the Israeli, the hardcore Israeli on CNN. Wolf Bitzer. He's Wolf, fucking named after an animal. Yeah. Okay. So you have Wolf, you have that guy, and goddamn, I can't think. Oh, and you have the girl, which I used to love you when you were on CNBC, was um, Aaron. Yeah, I forgot her fucking name. Um, I used to love her on CNBC. She was with my other girl and Maria Maltabolomo. <laughs> I mispronounced Bataromo. that. I butchered that name. Yeah. She went to Fox and then the, and her best friend went to uh, Aaron. Aaron. So Do you I'm, know her? I don't know her? Aaron's last name. I, I'm trying to picture Damn, her. Damn, I can't think of her fucking name. And then after that is Don Lemo. And you have Donald. <laughs> yeah, you have Donald. Big Don. Donald Limon. <laughs> yeah, that's oh it. You God. have Como, Donald Limon, Aaron comes early, and Wolf Blitzer. Those yeah. are the four. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I think that's that's pretty much all the stuff you should avoid, America. Uh, Absolutely. Don't get your news all, from... Cable news networks. And I agree with that statement. To be honest, though, from someone who hated Tucker Carlson personally from like 2008 and, and up. And then? He gained my respect after... Inviting some... No, yeah. after being fired. Ah, yeah. Okay. He, he started on MSNBC. He's been on CNN. He's been... At all these places, and he was unemployed for a while, mm-hmm. and he just did like the independent circuit. Right. Who did I see him interview that I really enjoyed? I enjoyed him with Alex Jones, and I enjoyed him with one other person. And I'm like, oh, you're not, you're not in corporate TV mode. You're being yourself. And that's what got him. And I'm work. like, I like you as mm-hmm. yourself. You're not this bow tie fake guy. You're like being sincere. Yeah. And then that popularity of him going independent, being sincere, being got little... him a contract at Fox. And he's been with them for a while. Probably three be, years. Got, I think it's longer than that. No, he got his own show like just three years ago. Oh, he got his own show in, in 15 or 16. Right. Because that's when I started. I saw the first ever Tucker Carlson live. Hmm. Tucker Carlson show ever. Hmm. And that's it's like holy shit. And he had, he had a different slot before he got his current slot. Like he had seven or something, and now he's eight p.m. Yeah, eight. Sorry, Atlas is making some noises. He's the cat. very excited. He's our mascot. He's our guest tonight. He can't speak, <laughs> but he got very passionate. It seems like know. about Project Veritas and the government. Yeah. So <laughs> fucking, where's my cat food? That's what he's saying. <laughs> with. with Atlas, actually, like we're in my living room right now, and he just came out from our balcony. He has a girlfriend that comes and visits. Oh, snap. She's beautiful little orange cat that he's comes and visits. He's oh, yeah, he's a, a pimp. And yesterday, 
a new cat showed up. Oh, now he's in trouble. I didn't know if it was a boy or girl. I don't know yet, but I've never mm. seen this cat. Right. And and our and our Porsche is set up where one whole side is just a giant screen, mm. so he gets to see into the uh, nature. Yeah. So they all come. They talk to him. They bow at each other. They hang out, <laughs> and uh, it's pretty cool to see that man. Like. He's got to be social. He's too. either a player so, in the neighborhood. You're, you're, you're a social animal. He's a social animal. It's He's pretty good. cool. Like he didn't meow until the girl started coming. Well, I mean, like we didn't. He he didn't meow for wouldn't, months. Wouldn't you want to let somebody know that you were interested in what's going I on? Guess, I guess I I thought I thought she taught him like, hey, you know, you can do this because <laughs> he never did it. Blame her for that. I do it's blame just... her for that. I 100 percent blame that bitch for that. <laughs> And like my my girlfriend calls her a street hoe because she shows up from the streets. It could be she. No, she is because like, <laughs> she comes from the streets. She does have a collar. Yeah. I saw her before we even had this cat. Mm-hmm. Um, when we first moved in, she was just hanging out in the front. We were moving in stuff. Right. That's the first time I ever saw this orange cat. There was a smell. <laughs> something and then all of a sudden when you get Atlas it's, he's a blessing he's one of the most incredible cats ever he's a fucking gangster awesome personality and he never meows he never makes noises but she to, shows up yep. and then all of a sudden she teaches him like hey bro you know you can do this Yo, ah! streets is wild the streets she taught him about the streets he yep. came from the streets but he didn't meow with us and, and guess what they coming home like the story behind Atlas <laughs> is that on a Thanksgiving he kept showing up at my girlfriend's brother's house mm-hmm. and he would just keep showing up. He kept feeding him. And then eventually he's like, Thanksgiving, it was too cold outside. He's like, come Sorry, inside. Man. Have a cat. Yeah. You're, no. You're yeah. You're, it's in. fucking freezing outside in Jacksonville. He's a Jacksonville native. He came inside and um, the blessing was, is that at that time he was in love with an Australian Dog. I forgot the fucking dog they are. They're beautiful. They're weird, though. Yeah. Uh, the little Australian Shepherd or some okay. shit, right? So he already had taken an Atlas. or at the, he, he, he had a different name for him. It was really weird, actually. Um, he brought him in, but like he knew that his sister loved cats and wanted one. Right. And he did the right thing. And he's like, I have a dog that like takes all my energy. Have Atlas or have have this cat? Whatever the fuck. What the fuck was his name. first name? His first name was like Bonza. It was something like Big Dig Bubbles or Bubbles. I, I freaking forgot. Guppy. So she named it Atlas. It's based off uh, Greek origin because she's Greek. And she honestly, man, I've never really even ever ever in a gazillion years thought about having a cat. But now you're a cat person. I'm a I'm this guy's cat person. Right, like right. your yeah, cat the, can be a complete asshole, but this is not. Or a cat can be cool as shit. This is one of the coolest cats ever. Right. But anyways, <laughs> I digress. <laughs> well said, man. I I never would think that I was a cat person either, but I don't mind them. I grew up. My uh, my mom was allergic, so I could we could never have one anyway. But, I mean, our first dog was high school. So. <laughs> what kind of dog? A whippet. Like a little greyhound, like a mid-sized greyhound. Now, yeah. did, ha, were you ever told that they have to be in twos? No. Okay. Because yeah. that greyhound family that I knew, like my former boss, yeah. shout out to Ashley Freeze, she said that like they were recommended yeah. to have two. 
Yeah. Well, it was a... For this miniature Greyhound. Local friend was a breeder. Oh, okay. So they had plenty of them there, and they, they all kind of hung out on each other and everything. So he's right now, he if was, you guys can he see was, it, he, he, he tries to, to open the door. No. What happens is, <laughs> what had happened was, his girlfriend left him a little dead rat as a present in our uh-huh. front door. Uh-huh. And, like, sometimes he hears that she's out there, so he starts, like, meowing at the door, and he tries to open it. He knows. He knows she's she's doing Oh, he gets on both locks. Call. He's like, I'm going to figure this shit out one day. He'll just hang out. Dude, he goes like this. Yeah. He tries to open that door. Dude, you are playing the field right now. I'm getting there. So that's when we introduce the squirt bottle. <laughs> that's that's that, a that's a whole other episode. That's what the internet said to do <laughs> of like cats that are meowing all of a sudden at like ridiculous shit. I will tell you, don't feed the cat. Don't feed the cat. Don't do it. Is that the advice? That's the advice. Don't feed the cat. Shoot him with a water bottle. Don't feed the cat at four in the morning. Just don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. That's our week today. We got plenty more content coming at you real soon. We're going to try to do an experimental remote version. If that doesn't work, then we'll see you on March 12th at the uh, at the stand-up show. And that's going to be beautiful. Yeah, that's our week. Come, and come hopefully for, you guys come, have a good week. Absolutely. And come meet and greet us. Yeah, that would be awesome. To, hear, to, to meet some of you guys that listen to us, that would be really cool. So hopefully we do get to experience that. And um, yeah, have a good week, man. Until next time. Stay woke. Stay woke. Get down. Always.